Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football. Guys, we got another exciting episode for you today. I'm very excited for it. We're about to have my guest uh, on. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet because I'm going to leave it to be a surprise. But last week's episode was amazing, you know. Uh, 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 actually, we're going to run. We're going to run one of the. Um, excuse me. We're going to run one of the segments back. That's how good the episode was. We're going to run one of the segments back because I need to hear more. You know, this is how this is how you get to answers in football. You you get different philosophies and you hear different stuff and you put that against, you know, what it is that you know. And that's how we get to the bottom of this. So, yeah, like I said, we're gonna have a, a, a another uh, guy on. Um. But this week we're going to I'm just I'm just letting you know what we're going to go over this week. So this week the the segment that we're bringing back is time to hang it up. That was a really good segment and and I actually had more people that I said it, it's enough. So yeah, you know I mean it's enough. I'm tired of hearing about you. So this is um something I'm very excited about and um and we're going to talk about it again. Um and also, we're going to have a, a little quarterback talk. We're going to talk a little bit more about these quarterbacks today. And, um, you know, from all of them, there's different stuff we want to talk about that I wanted to hit on in terms of uh, Lamar, you know, C.J. Stroud, Russell Wilson, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. Listen, I'm, I might want to talk about Anthony Richardson, you know, and Gardner Minshew. Like, there's a, there's a lot of people I might want to talk about, I might want to hit on. And then we're going to go over... Uh, then we're gonna go over the uh games that that happened last week. So we're gonna go over that. That's probably the first thing that happens when my guy comes on. Um, we're gonna go over the games from last week, and then we're going to uh talk about the games from this week or this upcoming week. It's gonna be lit. It's about to be lit. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. Pile, bring my boy on. Let's get it. It's not a surprise anymore. It's not a surprise anymore. Well, it might be a little bit of a surprise because it didn't just click over. <laughs> it, it might be a little bit of a surprise. There we go. Now it's clicking over and everything. We got my boy Nick about to come on, and we about to and we about to air out some grievances. You feel me? Oh, here he come with this hat. He got this hat on now. I tell you. Okay. Yo, I tell you what, man. Here you come with this hat, yo. I can't wait to talk about your Dolphins today, yo. <laughs> one on one, baby. We're moving. <laughs> I can't wait to talk. So moving up. Listen, I was just telling everybody that um that the last time you was on, you had some grievances. You said you said we set you up or something. No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't set me up, but I didn't like the clips that you had clipped out. Man, look. And I told you just, I'm going to tell everybody this thing. I told you that. Listen, man, listen. I have always been in awe of how smart you are. The fact that you look stupid from time to time is not really my fault. You feel me? That's not something that's like my fault. And I, uh, I see. We're know. starting it off like this, <laughs> are we? <laughs> but you've always been smart, man. I said, yo, that is a, an intelligent motherfucker right there. An intelligent motherfucker. You all feel right, me? All right, let's you do it. You feel me? Let's get into it. So, so I was just telling everybody, you know what I mean, we're going to just go over um, uh, the games from this week pretty quickly. Uh, we're going to um, 
talk about it. I want to talk a little bit about the quarterbacks because I think I think there is a lane. Believe it or not, I think there's a lane where we get on the same page with the quarterbacks. You see what I'm All saying? Right. I and, I, and, I, and I think you just we just need to talk it out. You feel me? Feel and, and we can do that, and then we'll then we'll talk about the games for next week. Sounds so, good, my man. So, <clears throat> so first, let's just talk about the games we wanted to go over for this week. So the first game that we talked about, we wanted to go over for this week or from last week was actually the Bills Jags. Oh. So um, actually, I, I looked at that and I thought that was like a game of the week that could be a potential playoff matchup. Um, and I was really excited about where that was going to go. As soon as I can find the game, okay, there we go. So I'm just going to read off some stats from uh, the two teams. So, <clears throat> so let's start with the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, oh, before I even get to that, the Jags actually won again in London. They, listen, I think Jacksonville needs to just move to London because when they play out there, they they just win. They just need to be the London Jaguars. That's who they need to be. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, he was 25-37, 315 yards, one touchdown, no pick. Travis uh, Etienne was 26 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. He went off. My man uh, Calvin Ridley with seven receptions, 122 yards. Uh, I'll give Christian Kirk a shout out. Six receptions, seventy-eight yards. Um, Zay Jones had the um, the only touchdown uh, receiving from them. And Josh Allen was twenty-seven to forty, three hundred and fifty-nine yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, he had nothing on the round. <laughs> he actually led them on rushing with four uh, carries for fourteen yards. Uh, Stephon Diggs eight receptions, one hundred twenty-one yards, one touchdown. And Gabe Davis had six receptions for one hundred yards. And one touchdown. What I'm actually reading off, it didn't look like that they lost, but whatever. So talk to me. What you think about that game? Whew. Well, let's start off with this. That's I, I, you know, just from the jump, that was a that was a setup game. You know, uh, I, I I felt like the Bills coming off that big win in Miami and then traveling over to to London on a Friday is difficult in itself. And then you have the Jags who've been there for two weeks. So already the Jags have the upper hand being there, being able to practice there, get on that time schedule. Bills come in, Bills lose their starting linebacker in Milano, which is a season-ending injury. Uh, that's going to affect them big time, especially after they lost their corner last week to a season-ending injury. So, you know, they – from the jump, they were off to a bad start. They they had things going against them, and uh, the Jags were ready to play. And as as you read off them stats, you know you got Etienne playing himself in fantasy, putting up big numbers. Yeah, I don't you know saw if you that saw too? that. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought that, that was pretty crazy. That was that was <laughs> wild. Uh, he's getting into the Austin Eckler type uh, tweets with uh, tweeting out his his. Uh, you know, his, his fantasy squad. So right, 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 right. Yeah. From the jump, you know, arriving on a Friday, not enough time to prepare, not enough time to get on that time schedule. And it showed the Jags that, you know, the Jags actually played a pretty bad game with the turnovers. I, you know, Lawrence fumbled the ball twice and uh, somehow they were still able to pull it out. And I think it's, it's because of those factors I mentioned. The, see, Nick, I, See, I didn't even think about the travel schedule. You see what I'm saying? 
I got you, I don't care. listen, nigga. I don't care what they say about you, yo. You 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 understand? You be on it, baby. You be on it. These are the things you gotta look into when you bet, Enrique. You know? So that's um, what gives you the upper hand. Yeah, so the way I looked at it, actually, I still look at the uh Buffalo. I do think they're one of the upper echelon teams. I do think they're gonna be more up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, they could beat anybody. Um, but I think I think in this situation, Jacksonville absolutely positively is a, has a good enough team to beat Buffalo. Um, especially in a situation where just like you said, that they're more comfortable in that scenario, in the the travel time and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And Trevor Lawrence, man, I don't hear enough people talking about Trevor Lawrence as being like one of those upper echelon quarterbacks. And when I mean upper echelon, like that top five fringe, maybe six quarterback. And he absolutely is that kind of guy who can go toe-to-toe with any of these quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, so uh, there's that. I definitely look for, like, I'm not worried about Buffalo at all. Um, I definitely feel as though um, they're going to bounce back, you know what I mean, pretty soon. This is just who they are. Ever since they lost Brian Dayball, they've, before they had Brian Dayball as their uh, offensive coordinator for uh, for Josh Allen, he they were up and down. When they had them, they were consistent, and that's why they were so scary. But now they're back to being up and down. And I, I I know what I to expect from them, but they're a team that can beat anybody, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is not in that conversation because of his inconsistencies, and um, you you see that within the Jags uh, year in and year out. You know, they play a wonderful game and the win, and then the next week they come back and, you know. They're just inconsistent. So I think that may be one of the reasons why Trevor Lawrence isn't in that conversation of top ten quarterbacks at so, this time. So when you so when you when you look at when you talk about Trevor Lawrence, one of the things about quarterbacks is I don't know if you want to call it a skill, but it's a it's somewhere between an ability and a skill is the ability to carry your roster. Now he does have a very good receiving core. He does have a very good running system. His offensive line is not anything crazy. His defense isn't anything crazy. And I think the league looks at their pass rush and their defense as something is supposed to be good, but it's not. And even though he's inconsistent and you're 100% right on that, he still carries this roster. And it still is a guy that I look at and say, okay, he's still worth the the um, the investment, you know, as a top five guy. Either way, moving on. Top five guy? A fringe top five guy? Yeah, like like – Absolutely. Listen, when we get into the quarter, we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about quarterbacks, and I want you to see what I see when I talk about these quarterbacks. So okay. give me a second. Give me a chance. That's all yeah. I ask for. Give me a chance. <laughs> all right. Top five. That's high for Trevor Lawrence, my man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll be moving on. Next game. Uh, uh, Ravens actually lost to Pittsburgh. 17 to 10. Uh Lamar Jackson was 22 with 38 for 236. No touchdowns and a pick. Uh Gus Edwards led them on the ground with 12 carries, 48 yards. Um Zay Flowers led them on a, on in the air with five receptions for 73 yards. Mark Andrews had six for 65. You know, um not much else going on there, but the Steelers. Kenny Pickett was 18 and 32, excuse me, for 224, one touchdown and zero picks. Uh, Najee Harris had 14 carries for 37 yards, but uh, Warren also had nine carries for 40 yards. 
George Pickens had six receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Joey Porter Jr. actually had a pick. He had a real nice pick in this game. And we'll get into that. But talk to me about this game. How do, how do the Steelers keep winning games? I don't know. I don't know. I, it blows my mind that they're winning these games. And and that's what happened. The Ravens, the Ravens gave them this game. I mean, they – they had the game won, but they they let them stay close, and it came down to one one or two big plays. That's that's all it takes if you let a team stay in the game. You know, we're here in the fourth quarter. Ravens aren't capitalizing; they're turning the ball over in the red zone, and here comes uh, Kenny Pickett throwing it throwing it down the sideline to his boy, and boom, touchdown! Pittsburgh's ahead. So you let a team stay in in the game, and eventually. Eventually, they're going to hit that one or two big plays, and and that's what happened here. Yeah. So, um, I actually, you know, in the summer we had a conversation, and I wish you now I wish you were a part of it. It was more about it was before Lamar Jackson got paid, and I was using him as a fringe quarterback, and I did I always agreed that he was a guy that should be paid, but I also understood the limitations to his game as a quarterback. Um. Listen, sometimes you know I mean you, you, you guys don't play like you need them to play. And I think this is a game where Baltimore, I mean, you're saying they gave it away. They were only up 10 to 3. They were up 10 to 3, but they only had 10. You know, it's not like his team was, you know, what I mean, was moving or operating at a, on a on a on a pace that was that they needed. And in this in that day, he just wasn't good enough to to carry them. You know what I mean? But in terms of Pittsburgh winning games, look, they're a talented roster. Yes, we understand they have a bad quarterback who is young, and we don't have the answer to is he going to be able to, you know, you know, bounce back. Like, like he's a Steelers quarterback. Keep in mind, Ben Roethlisberger, even when they won the Super Bowl, he was bad. You know, he was the liability. Oh, I don't know that he was bad. You hold on. When they beat Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks in the with Sean Alexander in the Super Bowl, then he was bad. He was he was the reason why they were going to lose. So the fact that he turned into this guy that could throw for 5,000 yards, that happened over time. Like he was not always that guy. And all I'm saying oh, well, he, he was definitely that guy. I mean, he, 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 always, had, he, was he always had the arm. He always had the ability to make those type of throws and those plays. I mean, the guy take, took him to the Super Bowl his rookie year. He did not take – he did not take yeah, them. If the you're a quarterback – <laughs> Unless, <laughs> unless you're, uh, unless you're, you're Dilfer or the Ravens, right? Dilfer? No, no. If, 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 if Ben Roethlisberger took the Steelers to the Super Bowl, then damn it, Trent Dilfer took the Ravens to the Super Bowl, okay? Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're Trent Dilfer, quarterbacks can get you to the Super Bowl. It was the and same thing. It was no, the same it is thing. not the same thing. I mean, look at, look at Big Ben in the, in the in college, he had an arm. He can make those throws, and especially to play in Pittsburgh, right? We talked about this last time I was on having the ability to throw in, in the Northeast in the weather. I mean, you got to have a strong arm to do something like that. And Ben Roethlisberger had that arm from the from the jump. So there are instances where a quarter where a team wins the Super Bowl with a quarterback that's not very good, or even a backup quarterback. That does not mean said quarterback is the reason why they're there. 
he's that's always still means he would be the reason why they didn't win it. Good thing that they just got it together and 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 he wasn't that reason. But there's instances where quarterbacks weren't the best and they won the Super Bowl. Agreed, but you can't say Ben Roethlisberger was bad. He I still had he still had the ability to make those plays. I'm saying they had an elite defense. They had a yes. very good uh, to upper echelon wide receiver core. They had fast Willie Parker and Jerome Bettis, so their back right. was amazing. I'm saying he had a lot of help, and he was. They was like, just don't mess it up. Agreed. So that's all. That's not taking the Steelers to the Super Bowl. Okay, but he he he's still he's still not bad, and he still was a part of getting them there. He he ended up being great. Like he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. We're talking about a yeah. Hall of Fame guy. All I'm saying is, at that time, if they asked him to do something, Russell Wilson is another one. You know what I mean? Like they won a Super Bowl because of everything else. And like right. Russell Wilson did not take the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Agreed, but he didn't hinder that process either. That's what a game manager is. Right. Oh well, yeah. So there it is. You know what I'm saying? I know you all. Yeah, you, know, you get real fluffy around around these quarterbacks. You know, you get just all, all because y'all y'all. It's like y'all talk well, to each other. And well, time you just get a hug for stuff. And wait, yo, you don't deserve a hug, okay? Well, just, let's just all right. Well, back to this game. The Ravens let them stay in. That's that's how they won. Yeah, that's how the Steelers yeah, won this game. Yes, yes, the Steelers won this game because they stayed. Actually. The the guy, if you remember the, uh, I can't think of the uh, returner's name, but he fumbled the uh, the punt in the red zone at at the end before Lamar Jackson threw the pick to Joey Porter Jr. And I thought then I said, oh, this game's over. And then he throws the pick, and then they go down yeah. the field yeah. ninety like like ninety yards, and they score. And I'm like, what is going on here? I could I couldn't believe that happened either. But yeah, a terrible make- throw by Lamar Jackson in the end zone there. Yeah, hey, no help from Adele Beckham, though. I mean, who knows if it was a throw or the bad angle that Odell took, but you know, Odell. So if you was to give percentage, so if you was to give percentage before we move on, just percentage, whose fault is it? Where how would you divvy that up? Would you say that's Lamar's fault, more the team's fault? Where would you give the percentages? It's tough to tell. It's, oh, as far as the full game goes or that pass? The full game. Oh, the full game? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't watch the majority of the game, so it's tough for me to give an answer there. But at the end of the game there, um, Lamar needs to make that throw or or use his legs. You know, if, if, if the offense had nothing all game and you only have 10 points on the board, use your legs. Use what you know best. I mean, right, right. the oh, prior games that he's scoring, he's scoring the touchdowns himself. I think, I think at that point in time, you got you got to take over the game and and give your team a, you know, a cushion. Right. So, uh, if you view Lamar Jackson as a guy who carries rosters, then I think there's a little bit more of blame. But if you look at him as a guy who's very good, elite, you know, but. You know what I mean? Does need his team to play up to a certain degree? Then I then I think that his how much blame of this is his. Then I think that I I'd say he carries rosters. I mean, I mean his, his his who are his weapons besides Mark Andrews and you know a rookie in Zay Flowers. 
I mean, that's that's been the Ravens the past two years, right? Um, you know, they're every it seemed like, especially last year, every game that they're in is is a field goal, mm-hmm. field goal for the win or for the loss. They're within so, three points. So, um, so that conversation that's that's a pretty deep conversation, actually, and I and that's my opinion. Um, I do think you know defensively, he's always had a defense. I think he's always had a, a good running game, and he's always had Mark Andrews. Um, does that mean that's enough? No. I think that's where you could have the conversation of he needs more or he carries a roster. You know, that's all I'm saying about that. But I could put that down there. Moving on, and I thought I was, you know, I was actually excited about this game too. I was actually excited about this game. I don't even know why. The 49ers beat <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys 42 to 10. And it sounds exactly right. Like that sounds like exactly what should have happened. And I don't even know why I was excited. But Dak Prescott was 14 and 24, 453 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. Uh they didn't get much on the ground. Tony Pollard had eight uh Carries for 29 yards, no touchdowns there. CD Land led them with four receptions for 49 yards. And moving on to the 49ers, <laughs> Brock Purdy uh, was 17 and 24 for 252 yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. Um, <clears throat> they pretty much had the backfield, but either way, McCaffrey uh, had 19 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. And Jordan Mason had 10 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. And Kittle had three uh, receptions for 67 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, Ustek, uh Kyle Ustek had the other uh, touchdown. So what you think? Talk to me, philosopher. Give me some philosophy on this game. Well, well, how about we start out with some somebody put in a $5 bet and turned it into 1200 bucks on a parlay in this, this game. Are you, are you talking about yourself right now? I'm talking about myself. Let's are you go. About you right now? Five dollars back, twelve hundred bucks. Let's go, yes, sir. Hit okay. that parlay. I was sweating it out too because at the end of the game, Ferguson had thirty-eight yards and the over/under was thirty-eight and a half. So I had the under, and uh, luckily they took out all the starters because the Niners whooped up on them Cowboys. I mean, they they just came to play, man. They they. I mean, they shut down. They shut down the D end. What's it, what the, I can't. Even, it's so late. I can't even think of names right now. But I'm sure you'll. Clip Are you talking part. about Michael Parsons? I'm, I'm sure you'll clip this part and put it on Instagram. Are you talking about Michael Parsons right now? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm sure you'll clip it and be like, "This guy don't know football." This, text my staff. <laughs> this guy don't know football. He don't know marketing. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, they shut him down. Trent Williams played amazing, shutting him down. And they ran the ball at him. They 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 double-teamed him. They just they pounded him all night long. I mean, but I think the biggest takeaway from this game is they exposed Dak and this offense. I mean, the reason Cowboys are winning games for the most part is because of that defense. That defense has kept them in games. That defense has scored touchdowns to the point where – the Cowboys offense hasn't had to win a game yet. They haven't they haven't been put in that position to to take over a game and 
and lead them to victory. And this game showed, uh, I mean, the 49ers defense is just so brutal, man. They they attack. They fly to the ball. They hit. They, they hit. hit hard. I mean, every time – I feel like every time I'm watching a primetime game, you know, the other – against the Niners, the other team is just leaving with five injured players. I mean, there must have been five injured players from the Cowboys' defense. Um, and then the offense was dropping like flies. These guys, mm-hmm. these guys are monsters. They're this, this, flying around, you know. So this defense definitely is reminding me of that two thousands uh, Ravens defense. Not just in terms of the time, but like people are leaving the field, and like you know what I mean. It's like all right, they're not coming back. So like they wanted to quit. Yeah, they want to quit. They don't. I'm not fly. trying to get hit no more. They said I'm <laughs> right. hit no more. Like yeah. <laughs> So my my uh, take, well, I got a bunch of takes on this, but when the season started, the argument, well, not the argument, but people kept telling me that Dak Prescott is like a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the NFL. My statement is now, well, Brock Purdy now has to be a top 10 or 12 quarterback in the NFL, or stop telling me Dak Prescott is a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the NFL, because he's not. He never was. Nick, I'm going to tell you the honest truth, and I didn't even get to tell you this. When they said, when Dallas signed Dak Prescott to this contract, I knew right then Dallas's window for winning a Super Bowl closed because he needs too much. He, like, it's like he's not a carrier of a roster. You can't pay. See, this is why GMs get fired. You can't pay a guy that needs a roster top of the league money. Per year because it takes up your whole salary cap and you can't give him what he needs to win. Right. So GMs get so enamored with these quarterbacks. They jump up early to get quarterbacks. They overpay for quarterbacks. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's why GMs keep getting replaced so fast because your job is to get the quarterback position right, not put a name there. Yeah. I mean, you got to you gotta build that team up and then – win a Super Bowl on that quarterback's rookie deal or hope that that quarterback turns into Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Yeah, like on a rookie deal, Dak Prescott, and we about to get into this too, Dak Prescott on a rookie deal is a great quarterback on a rookie deal. Rookie deal, yes. When you pay him $40 million a year, he's no longer this great quarterback because he's not going to be able to have the roster necessary to win these kind of games and the lack of the lack of talent on the roster is going to show. Like for instance, CeeDee Lamb, as much as people like him, he's not great, man. He's not, he's not number one. So now he looks terrible because he because this small window, you need a quarterback to be able to get him that ball in this small window, because that's as open as he can get. You know, so he can't do it. You need a guy to be able to have a command of the offense. I do believe Dak Prescott has the command of the offense. I do believe he can make checks, but I think he's a guy that you can trick from pre-snap to post-snap. You know what I mean? Like he's a guy you can trick and and it shows in his interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they changed the offense for him this year, right? They, they try and make him more of a check down, get the ball out quick type of guy. And, uh, you know, again, 49ers exposed that on Sunday night. 
and he's going to get exposed. Like I already know in the playoffs, this is what's going to happen with Dallas. Um, but I don't. I didn't expect in the regular season. You know, you know, in this regular season, sometimes it's like, all right, we got to figure this out. We got to see some stuff. You know, whatever. I didn't think it. I thought it would matter more. Yeah, <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. It hurt them when they lost Amari Cooper too. I'm paying Amari Cooper was a huge mistake. Because like you said, C.D. Lamb, as as great as he is as a wide receiver, he's not a number one. You know, he needs somebody complimentary to him on the other end of that field. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. And and they're going to have to get it, but that's here nor there. Right. So actually, uh, that that was a great segment right there, bro. That was a great segment. And I want to stay – I want to stay on the quarterbacks, and I, and I want to go back to a conversation that me and you have had. Um, it was off camera and stuff like that. It was more about C.J. Stroud, and I wanted to go there because I have a point now. Okay. That you were wrong? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was your point. Yeah, last time we so, talked. So, so going in, so when I look at a quarterback, okay, there's tangibles and intangibles. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, I want to see look at a guy. If you're gonna tell me a guy is going to eventually or or right now get top of the league money, I need to see a guy that's able to carry something. Which means if a roster is comparable to your roster, the fact that you have this quarterback should give you the edge. Okay. So when they play the Atlanta Falcons. They supposed to win that game. I don't care if they win by one, if they win by ten. However, you supposed to win. When you break down the rosters, Atlanta's roster is not overly talented. Neither is um, Houston's. Houston has some players on their on their roster. Atlanta has some players on the roster. But what I was saying about CJ Stroud, he's not a carrier, and he's not a guy who ever had to be a carrier. He went to Ohio State. Now, let me ask you a question. Sure. Before the last five years, and I'm still fringing on that, were the quarterbacks that were great, were they going to top flight schools? In the past five years? Before that, before the last five Uh, years. No. No, all the quarterbacks that were great went to schools that were smaller schools. Right, and we spoke about this last time. The majority of that was because they had more of a chance to throw the ball at those type of schools. They had to figure out how to get this lesser talent to be better than that bigger talent. And they had to figure out this. And, and they had three to four years of that pressure every week in and week out. And it sculpted this uh, beast and a monster. Listen, C.J. Stroud went to Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, there's a there's a chance C.J. Stroud threw the ball to three Hall of Famers in, in college. Right. So let's talk about – let's talk about – his time in the NFL, man, right? Yes, in his whole four games, for, first four games. Got it. Right, right. First four games. So to start off, I don't think it's fair to say that he can't carry a team when we're only four games into it. And quite honestly, I think it's pretty impressive what he's done with this Houston team, who, for one, from, you know, their whole offensive line is banged up. You know, I think they're working with, you know, a bunch of uh, second-string offensive linemen there. He's getting the ball out quick. Um, Nico Collins is having a great year. You saw what Nico Collins did last year. 
pretty much nothing. So CJ Stroud's getting them the ball. They're moving it. They're scoring touchdowns. Um, the kid hasn't thrown a pick in the first five weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, his yards are, I think he's thrown 300 for more than 300 yards in every game. So, I mean, he's, he's, it, he might, he might have thrown the ball to Hall of Famers in college, but right now his name is with some Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers in the NFL. So my so like my question is this: simply put, is Daniel Jones a bust? Because he got paid, he got paid top of the league money. Is he was is he a bust? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Daniel Jones. So that's what I'm saying. So what all I'm saying is. You could be a bust and still get to a payday. But that doesn't mean that you're not absolved from what it is that is needed for you to. Right, but da- but Daniel Jones didn't come into the league and throw for more than 300 yards four weeks straight with a banged up. Well, he had a pretty terrible offensive line. But, you know, he didn't come into the league throwing touchdown passes, throwing over 300 yards in a single game. And, and well, in all four or five games, without a pick, I mean, Daniel Jones was I'll a turnover you, machine. I'll give you that, but you also, but you also know, yo, this league always figures out what you don't want to do, and then they, and then they, and then they uh, put you in that situation. So, right, but but we're talking about what he's done now. What has he done in the last five weeks? In the first five weeks of this season, if you were just judging. C.J. Stroud, by these five weeks, mm-hmm. he, he what's your opinion? Amazing. I'll give you that. Amazing. Amazing. Exactly. So that's what we have to judge him on right now in the NFL, and I think he's he's definitely rose to those standards. So I'm just, I'm just looking at their their next upcoming schedule, the Houston Texans. And and if and if you're right, the, a lot of these should be wins. So they got the Saints. Coming up this week, that's gonna be a loss. Oh, you got me muted. You muted. You muted it. I said, I said, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about his team, or are we talking about DJ Stroud? What I'm saying is, there's gonna be a comeback to earth for CJ Stroud, and that's that is what you're going to start to see. This is a young team, man. They're building. They're building. I don't know. See, then, then everybody's like, oh, here's the reason. And now you're uh, telling me he's this. And now, now I put him to the pressure of being this. And they like, well, that's not fair. Well, then stop bringing him up to be this. I'm not, listen, I'm not a college guy. I didn't watch him in college. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll dabble in college, but I, I wasn't familiar with this guy. But from what I've seen this these first five weeks, I mean, his, his release is kind of funky. But I mean, he's 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 chucking that ball, man. Yeah, they, I'm 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 looking at their schedule right now. They may not win two more games this year. And they won't remember they went two and two. To start the they went they went two and two to start the season. They may not win two more games this season. Well, I mean, their defense, their defense isn't all that either. I mean, you know, I mean, for them to be competitive, I think says a lot about C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. So also, oh, also we were talking about uh, Anthony Richardson, and he's now hurt for like again, again. So once again, I, this quarterback he's coming in and he has flaws, 
And everybody, I just think everybody always needs to calm down when they see a flash of what a quarterback is and just see, like, judge them on consistently, on consistency over a season more than anything. He's not, you want to know why he's hurt now? Because they're running him a lot. You want to know why they're running him a lot? Because of the things he can't do in passing. So they're saying, we're going to start you. We're going to formulate an offense that is predicated on your strengths. And you want me to base his ability to to consistently carry offense off that. And I'm like, I can't do that. And that's why he's sitting down because he needs to like not get hit and he can't do that. Hear me out, hear this. We're, the Colts are playing, well, I can't make that prediction yet, but that's coming. But Gardner Mitchell is a better option for us right now because of what he could do passing the ball. These rookie quarterbacks are rookies, you know? And we always like put them on this like high thing. I'm like, I don't have the season to look at him. But I know yeah, he's I mean, in, and it's off of the fact of what he can't do. Go ahead. Yeah, he's a he's a great fantasy asset if he stays on the field for fantasy football. I again, what what have we? We don't have much to go off of him right now. He hasn't been out there uh, very often because he's getting injured. He can't protect himself. So I guess time will tell. I just need him to sit. I want him to sit down for this next month. Work on these foot fundamentals. <laughs> Footwork. <laughs> work work get, all get, falling. Get, work get all hip. sliding. Yeah, get hips into his throws and stop throwing with his arm and throw more with his with his legs. You know, things like that. Like that's what I want to happen. Did he injure his throwing shoulder? I know it was his shoulder. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. Well, I pretty much talk, said what I wanted to say about Dak and, and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy oh. better than Dak. Like, like well. Brock Purdy is better than Dak, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, Brock Purdy, his poise in the pocket reminds me of Tom Brady. I'm not saying he is Tom Brady, but he's got a team like Tom Brady had to start his career. But his poise, no, 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 hear me out. His poise in the pocket is like Tom Brady. He's He's not affected while he's in. Now, granted, hell of an offensive line. Mm-hmm. A beautiful pocket, mm-hmm. but he's he's staying in there. He's making the throws. He's on target. Uh, guys thrown two touchdowns or more since last year. I, until I think last week he only threw one, but he was throwing on on average at least two touchdown passes a game. Mm-hmm. So the guy's got it going on right now. Let me ask you this. Looks Let great. This. Let me ask you this then: Would you pay Brock Purdy top of the league money? Uh, after the season, I'm not saying he's not about to get paid. I'm just saying, based on what you've seen from him, keeping in mind the roster that he has and everything like that, and understand if you pay him top of the league money, some of them pieces got to go away. Would you pay Brock Purdy top of the league money? Would I? Uh, I don't know because uh, Shanahan, he's he's a plug and play type of guy for QBs. You know, mm-hmm. look what he did with Kirk Cousins. And then uh, did he leave before they got rid of Kirk Cousins in Washington? No, he was there with Kirk Cousins. He was there with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he was with Kirk Cousins, but when they got rid of Kirk Cousins. Either way, I think this guy, if he stays healthy this this year, he he gets paid. You don't you don't cut this guy loose after after what he's so like for me, I'm not ready to say uh his pieces can go away. 
I'm not I'm not sold on paying Brock Purdy. To, and I absolutely do think he's better than quarterbacks that are getting paid top of the league money. I'll tell you why you do pay this guy. Look at look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at Trey Lance. These are two QB, two quarterbacks who've had these same pieces and couldn't do anything with them. I mean, Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know people are to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did, but I mean, he doesn't look like Brock Purdy does with this squad. No, I, you know, I mean, Ayuk. Uh, people are high on him, but I think Brock Purdy is the reason why Ayuk I is looking phenomenal this year. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think, I think Brandon Ayuk is a good is a good number one wide receiver. He's I don't good. Think, I don't think he's like he, upper he, echelon number one wide right, receiver. Right, 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 right. But I think he's a good number one wide receiver. Agreed, agreed. But I think Brock Purdy is making him look elite. Okay. All right. So did you have anything else that you wanted to say in terms of these quarterbacks or anything or any other point that you wanted to make or anything? I mean, um, you skipped Russell Wilson, you know, Broncos country, let's ride. No, I didn't. You're going to see it come up very quickly. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Go. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson having a pretty decent year, you know. Uh, I think they should try and get Marvin Mims out on that field a little bit more. The guy's so explosive, but I think Russell Wilson's having a pretty decent year so far. I think that's debatable, but okay. I mean, from what from where he was at last year? I, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, vintage Russell Wilson, not so much, but I think, you know, what he's doing this year is, is all right. Like he's like he's like slow now. Like he's no longer fast. Have you seen that? No, now? no, yeah. He's no, no longer fast. Like he used to be fast, you know? Yeah. He used to be able to escape the pocket, move around. Yeah, you don't have that anymore. No, no. That's for sure. Um but I could care less about talking about Russell Wilson. Okay. So <laughs> all right, cool. So then we're gonna go up to the next segment. A cuz you don't know football original. We made this up. All right. Time to hang it up. So just to let you know, last week we brought this up, and just to let you know, I said that about Russell Wilson. I said I'm about tired of uh I think he what he is. I think honestly, I think there goes his Hall of Fame uh uh, uh situation. I thought he needed another year to like mm. as a Hall of Famer. And I don't think he has it in him. I don't. So I, I'm like, for me, I've seen the best of them, and I think now it's time to hang it up, baby. But that was that was that one. I do have more that I wanted to say, but I wanted to hear yours, Nick. Whose time is it to hang it up? Mm. Well, I guess we'll start off with uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, this year, 28 years old, 36 carries, 97 yards. Mm-hmm. On the year, averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, good guy to have as a backup, but uh, splitting carries with Brees Hall. He's not that guy. He, he needs to hang it up. I think you saw what happened this this past week when Brees Hall gets the touches that he should be getting. Mm-hmm. The guy's explosive. The guy is a, a bell cow back, you know. So, Dalvin Cook, time to hang him up. 
Well, I mean, he was always a guy that was hurt, though. You know what I mean? He was great, then he was hurt. Then he was great, then he was hurt. Then he was great, then he was hurt. So, I mean, I think we kind of saw it coming, but I think that's a good one. That's a real, real, real good one. So, I'm going to start early on this one. Um, Mm -hmm. Fuck, let me think of his name real quick. Actually, I I literally, in that moment, just forgot uh, his his name. Um, See that's how that's how uh that's how little I, I I wanted to think about them. Okay, I got it. You know whose time it is to hang it up. Who's time? Justin Fields, man. I'm sorry, bro. Ooh, Justin, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He's not it, man. He's not. <clears throat> it. He's not it. Like he's a dynamic. He might want to do a Terrell Pryor and switch over to wide receiver coming up. Because him as a quarterback, I mean, I'm not saying he has the greatest weapons in the NFL or the greatest situation. That's not what I'm saying. This is good enough for him to be putting up significant numbers and his completion percentage going up and his interceptions going down a little bit. And that's not what's happening here. I don't know what I don't know what what would you give him that's feasible to make this go. But now it's. After this, the the realm of where you have to go, it's it's not gonna happen. So, and then you gonna have to pay him. Yeah, for me, I've seen enough, man. Justin Fields, man, it's time to hang it up. I don't think I'm there yet with Justin Fields. Okay, let, I me, think, know when um, you get let me know when you get there, there. I think there's some there's some issues with the coaching and him. I don't think they're on the same page. Uh, last year, he started off slow and ended up turning it up, having a a great end of the season last year. Um, majority of that was done with his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last week he showed he showed that he uh, has it been the last two weeks. Um, he's put up some passing yards and he he seems to be getting on on track. So I'm not ready to hang did it up on him did just you yet. Claypool, when they was like Chase Claypool, are you being used? How in his offense, like you think that you should be? He was like, mm mm. Like when you when your weapons start coming out and saying like aggressively, I'm this ain't like this ain't working. It's the quarterback, bro. It's, the, it's yeah, but we're talking about Chase Chase Claypool. We're not talking about Larry Fitzgerald calling out Kyler Murray. We're talking we're talking about Chase Claypool, man. You know, DJ Moore and Chase Claypool is a good enough wide receiver core to do something with. I don't think, yeah, but I don't think DJ Moore's complaining after a three-touchdown game. Well, he's just smarter than Chase Claypool. That's different. That's a different conversation. Like, he just is like, I'm going to be in this league and I'm not going to be kicked out. Like, this probably is going to be Chase Claypool's like, last contract, probably. You know? Yeah. I'm not too excited about him being a Dolphin, but we'll see what he does. <laughs> we'll see. Um. All right, cool. You got another one? Yeah, how about uh we move to your boy, uh Dak Prescott. Name my boy. Don't don't you do that. Don't you lie to these good people. Don't you lie to these good nah, people. But we talked about him earlier, right? Uh most passing yards he has this year is two hundred and sixty-one. I mean, he was exposed last uh, he was exposed against the 49ers. This guy doesn't win against teams that are, are five hundred record or better. I mean he can't win the big games without the help of his defense. Um, I, 
we, I mean, we talked, we hit on it earlier. I wouldn't pay this guy. And I think he, he's a, he would be a good backup quarterback in the league. But as far as the starter goes, it's time to hang him up. Listen, Dak Prescott. So I always say quarterbacks always, they usually win their Super Bowls in the, when a rookie contract or after they make their money. When this contract is up and everybody knows not to pay him that much, listen, I'm not Xing out the ability for Dak Prescott to win a Super Bowl with a loaded roster. I'm not I'm not taking that out of it. But at what he's getting paid right now, that's absolutely positively not achievable for him to uh to do much with it. That's all that's what I'm saying. But no, I agree with this contract. We're, we're gonna do it. And I'm gonna give you an even better one. Daniel Jones. Oh, forget yeah, about hanging sure. it up. Forget about hanging it up. I don't even know how he got put on in the first place, okay? He has never even thrown more than 15 touchdowns in a season. Never. Not one time. I don't know what he did to, to, to get this money, but his he need, he need to go kiss his agent because he don't deserve this money. So, yeah, for Daniel Jones, I don't even know how he got put on, but it's definitely time to hang it up for that man. Saquon Barkley got him, Daniel Jones paid. That's what happened. Dump off passes to Saquon. Saquon uh, keeping defenses honest. That's that's what got Daniel Jones paid. Now, granted, Daniel Jones never had a great wide receiving core, um, and he's got some legs on him. But I agree, I'm not paying Daniel Jones top of the line money. I think Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be like a. Uh, Fitz Magic type of player where he's going to be a roamer. I don't think he'll even last that long, actually. I wouldn't even put him in the same realm of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but maybe uh, uh, an Andy Dalton type of player where he'll he'll be able to stay around in the league. But, you know. Andy Dalton did some things. I don't know, man. Slow down on Andy, man. Andy, Andy ain't too bad. Andy Dalton only did things when he had Ocho Cinco. I don't deny that. But, you know. <laughs> One of the best wide receivers in the league at the time. Okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So did you have somebody else or was, or was that it? Um, I kind of had two guys that I put together. Um, Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris. Um, you ready to hang it up on them? Again, I don't know how Steelers are winning football games. Maybe it's the coaching. Let's let's go through Najee Harris real quick. Six for 31 yards, 10 for 43 yards. 19 for 65 yards, 14 for 71 yards, 14 for 37 yards. The 71-yard game came against Houston. This guy's averaging one catch a game, and he's not over He's not over 70 yards in any of his games except for that one by one yard against Houston. The guy, I, I don't know what his deal is. Uh, historically, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have, always been able to run the ball. I think Jalen Warren looks more explosive than him. And even Jalen Warren isn't having the best year. Um, 
I, Najee Harris, hang him up, dude. And Kenny Pickett, he's he's not going to be a quarterback, a starting quarterback in this league. I definitely wouldn't pay him no money. And, uh, yeah, all the hype on him coming into the season and, and people picking them to win the division. And people picking them to win the division. Like, who is picking these? Who is picking the Steelers to win the division? Who these people are out of their mind. Like, I don't know how these people are. I don't know how the Steelers are winning games. And anybody that picked the Steelers to win the division just don't know football. So, I did say in the offseason, I looked at the AFC uh, North and I said, before the season starts, when you look at any one of these teams, any one of those four teams could win the division. And I, and I really this, did. I really did uh, uh, feel that way. Yeah, I, I was just busting your chops a little bit. But, exactly. Um, dude, I, if these if the Steelers win the division, I don't know how they did it. If they end up winning this division, I don't know how they did it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Uh, win. Yeah, I, Kenny Pickett is not that quarterback for me. I mean, completion percentage under sixty-seven percent all year, over sixty percent twice. Most he's thrown in a, in a game this year is 235 yards. And I, he's got receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean Pickens well, might be. One guy, his number one guy did get hurt this year. Um, true, true. Washington. And Pickens may be a little overrated, but um, I don't know. Pickens is a tough one for me to read because I don't think Kenny Pickett is the quarterback to get him the ball, so. Jeez, you went there with that when you said hang it up, Kenny Pickens. Hang it up, Najee Harris. Put them together. Hang it up, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. All right. Let's go. Let's go. I I listen. I see I have a fringe, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent there yet. Okay. I got a fringe one and I'm and I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close, but like maybe not yet. Okay. You gonna tell me who it is, or you're just not there to say it? All right, I'll say it. I'm not scared. You know, I'm not scared to say it. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, I'm about getting tired of hearing what's Uh, going on with Bill Belichick here. uh, It's funny you say that, man. Listen, he can't get an offense right at all. He's like, listen, Bill Belichick is like. I'm going to put a defensive coordinator. No, here's the brilliant plan. He said, listen. He said, listen, y'all, let's get in the huddle. This is the plan. I'm about to put the defensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator, and they're not going to know what to do with this. He said, we about to tear up this league. What is he talking about? Like, he's not – I don't even think Mac Jones is as bad as he looks. He just – what is going on? Like, what is going on with, with Bill Belichick? He looks crazy and, and outdated. Defense still looks good, though but he looks crazy and outdated. We had – I see, I didn't know we were allowed to pick coaches in this segment, but it's funny that you brought him up because I had him on my mind while I was picking these these players. And uh, another one that I had picked was Juju Smith-Schuster, who's on the Patriots right now. He's but their, their roster construction is, is terrible. I mean – Mac Jones has no weapons. He's not a weapon. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I don't know if he's hurt or the offensive line. I think he's doing a job. Hey, don't put me out there. You ain't going to make me look. You're going to cost me money at this point. 
<laughs> what's, what's that? You broke I said, up I think bit. he's playing hurt. I said, at this point, he like, listen, y'all going to cost me money. I don't even yeah. want this. Y'all just keep going. Yeah, he just doesn't look the same this year. But, I mean, Bill Belichick. And his his smart remarks that he makes, they're, they used to be funny when they were winning. Now he just looks like an ass. Listen, I and so also I've gone on record and said this a couple times. I think Andy Reid is a better head coach than Bill Belichick, all time, mm. all time. time. Taking all of them Patriots, twenty years of the Patriots years, I'm I'm taking Andy, and it's because without Tom, he he looked terrible without Tom before and after. He looked terrible with without Tom when he was with Cleveland, and wasn't he head coach of the Jets too? The head coach of the Jets. Cleveland, um, he looked bad. He had Tom. I mean, he did what he did. Now Tom's gone, and he looks like he's making decisions. Like, I don't get it. Like, Hunter Henry is their highest-paid offensive player. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah, exactly. That's the him – and, him and Juju Smith-Schuster are the big moves. Nope. So, That's I'm, not it. He gets this work too, okay? But I gotta see because you know I was listening to Julian Edelman. He's like he definitely needs help on the offensive side. So maybe mm. that help, but uh, I don't see it, man. No, he's responsible for this roster, and this roster is garbage. Okay. All right, cool, man. That was a great segment. See, I told you, man. When when Kaj on football thinks of a segment, man, we think about. It. Do you see what just happened there? Do you that was see a good one. What happened there? I like that. You felt that, right? I know it. I know. I know. I know. So let's wrap this up real quick because it's damn sure getting late. It's damn sure getting late. All right. We're going to talk about this week's games. We got four games, and we're going to pick them. Let's start with uh, Lions-Bucks. Who you got? Uh, Before you say that, the irony irony is the last time we spoke, we was about the Lions, and and, and you came on and you said, that I was crazy for saying they were going to end the championship game. So now they're back here again in this situation. Mm, mm, yeah. I don't think you're so crazy anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think, but it's going to be difficult. <laughs> it's going to be difficult, though, because you're, you're still looking at the Niners and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So unless, unless they the- match up together, you know, Niners that's going to be a tall task. But they look good. Lions, Detroit home this week. No, it's in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, I think the Lions keep rolling. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I'm going to always say I think the Lions keep rolling. Um, I think Tampa Bay is actually playing bigger than they, you know I mean, than they actually are. I don't think they're yeah. as good as their record shows. So I actually tend to agree with that real quick. That was real quick. Um, I know we gotta we gotta put him back in there, even though he's got blue the fuck out. But Cowboys versus Chargers, and I'm worried. and they are, and that's the Monday night game, and they are in uh, L.A. Oh yeah, L.A. is coming off a bye. Cowboys are coming off a ton of injuries and getting the, the shit kicked out of them on Sunday night. Um, I think it's going to be a tough spot for the Cowboys, and I, I would take the Chargers in this game. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Cowboys to respond. They've been a very good respond team. The last time they, the second time this year, they got blew out and or not blew out, but they lost to the Cardinals and they came back and responded big time. And um, also, I'm also not a big believer in uh, the Chargers. Um, 
they've just over the years they've lost me a lot of money in sports betting and i when once you start to believe in them that's when they start you know heading south for you so mm-hmm. i think they look like oh this should be the game that they should win and i'm gonna go with the cowboys on this one all right moving right along um you know what? I'm I'm not gonna go to the next one. I'm gonna go to the one, the last one that I did pick. But I'm gonna go Ravens versus Titans, and and that game is in Tennessee. Hmm. Um, I think I'll go Ravens in this one. I think uh, I think after last week, their offense probably comes out and and puts up some numbers in this game. Uh, I do see Tennessee and, and Tannehill's arms that not there. He just does not have it this year. I don't know what's going on with him, but he has no zip on the ball. Um, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, I just think that they're mad. I do think, but I actually, even coming to the season, I actually liked Tennessee's roster. They probably should have blew it up this year because I was like, they're not a Super Bowl contender, but their roster is good. But this was like their last hope to, you know, do something with this roster and how it's currently constructed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just coming in with a, a, a better team that's mad and just lost. And I don't see the Ravens losing two games back to back. And then for the game of the week. No, nah, I'm just playing. It's not the game of the week. Uh, Colts versus Jags. And I want to talk a little something about that. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Colts versus Jags again. Jags coming home from London, uh, two weeks over there. Time change, getting back. It's in. Is it in Indianapolis? It's in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, I think I still like the Colts here. Um, and and like I said, the Jaguars are. I'll be surprised. If they put if the Jags put together a nice game here, and they win, because that will show that will show some consistency. But the Jags are an up and down type of team, and uh, I think Gardner Minshew is gonna gonna do well for the Colts this week. I'm actually shocked you said that. I thought I I saved that for last because I was certain you were gonna say Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna win this game. Well, if um, you get. It, it, when we're done here, if you'll give me five minutes for Nick's pick segment. Hey, man, I told you. I See, see, that was catchy. I told you that was catchy. <laughs> I knew you liked that. See? Hell listen, yeah, I like that listen, shit. We got, listen, we need to have a whole spinoff, Nick's picks, and you need to put up stuff and have a whole social media experience. Hey. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Nick's picks, it rolled off the tongue entirely too. I times. like it. Um. <clears throat> But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. And it's really because, honestly, I, because Anthony Richardson's not playing. I feel as though we're less limited mm-hmm. offensively because we could play a little bit different. I don't think Gardner Minshew was great by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I want him next year to be my starter. But this year, I, I feel like he gives us the best opportunity to uh, win games. And, he, and, and every game that we've won, actually, Gardner Minshew was our starter. You know, mm-hmm. so – I, I actually do think that that's going to roll on. Um, Jacksonville, like, Jacksonville's weird, like, because I 
Like this whole offseason, I was hearing so much about how good they are and how they might just sweep the whole AFC South and how they might be the number one seed, you know what I mean, and all of this kind of stuff. And and Trevor Lawrence might be the MVP. And I'm like, I hear you, but at the end of the day, they are Jacksonville, you know. And mm-hmm. they All I'm saying is I think that we're going to win this game. And if Jacksonville don't get it together in the next couple of weeks, I might be changing that pick from them winning the division, you know? So I do, I do, just keep in mind, I do have one more pick for my way too early playoff predictions. That's another segment that we had throughout the summer. Okay. I got one more chance to change. In the, the middle pick, of the season. But I wanted to see some right. stuff. So, so that's what Yeah, I, I think, I, again, I think for the, for the Jags, if, if they can put together a win here and show some type of consistency, I think, I think they're a good pick to win the division. But they have to show it. They have to show it. They're such an up-and-down type of team. So, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. All right, man. That was pretty much it. All Um, right, Knicks picks. Let's go. Get your gambling out. Get your money out. Let's go. Let's start making picks. I'm going to hype them up. Get them, Nick. Get them, Nick. Now, remember, right? Last time I was on, Uh I gave you. I gave you two picks for Survivor. Survivors and all of that. Both of them hit. I went one for one on my bets, uh, on my spread bets. But, hey, we hit them. All right? So let's go into it. I got three three picks with the spread, and then I'll give you my my uh, my Survivor pick for the week. Now, remember, once we get into the season, you got to look at injuries. It's Tuesday, so it's a little bit tougher. I'd rather be doing this on a Friday, Saturday. Oh, cooking. You know oh, what I mean? Cooking. Right? We're looking at traveling. We're looking at all that good stuff, right? <laughs> so let's get into it. Who, who, first pick, Dolphins, minus 13 and a half, playing Carolina. Showed last week that they could – they could be minus three in the turnover battle and still cover against a bad team like the Giants. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play Carolina. Same situation. We'll cover that. Dolphins are at home. Not a problem. 13 and a half. Easy, easy cover for the Dolphins. Second pick, your Indianapolis Colts plus four oh. and a half. Uh-oh. We and four and a half. Again, I like Gardner Minshew here. Oh. Yeah, we I get the points too. We now we get the pick. We get the points too. Yes, yeah, we get the points. So yeah. when you asked me that, who's gonna win type of question, I was like, ah, you know, I took the Colts, but I think the Jags could win this game. Mm-hmm. But I like the points for the Colts, and at plus four and a half, I think it's a field goal game. Maybe that's valid. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah, but then, then again, the Jags are <clears throat> consistent. They're coming home from London after being over there for two weeks. Colts plus four and a half. Okay. And the last pick, Chargers plus two and a half. Boys are beat up. Cowboys are beat up. Um, I think it takes a, another week for them to get it together. But Chargers coming off a bye. Austin Eckler's back. Prime time at home. They they need a win. I think they I think they win this one, but I'm taking Chargers plus two and a half. Okay. Now, all of them all you think about that? could be could be valid. Like all of them could be valid. I I think 
I think the Cowboys are going to win that game, but you know what I mean I could be wrong. But like the first two, I actually tend to think that you're 100 percent right on it. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, so uh yeah, what do you think about Quentin Johnston too of the Chargers? Do you think he'll get some action this week after a bye week, the wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, number uh first round pick? Yeah, so which one? Mike Williams is out for the year, right? Yeah. So he's so Josh, Palmer, Josh Palmer actually stepped in for him last week, but uh, the rookie Quentin Johnson was a first round pick, right? Right, he's right, got, right. He's got a week to prepare over the bye week. So I think, I, I, I think he definitely could, like, he could or he could not. It kind of depends on what it is. I'm trying to think of because I do think the Cowboys are going to win. I don't think that matters if he goes off or not, him being a rookie and everything. No, no, neither do I. I don't think that's going to change the outcome of the game. I just was curious on on what you thought they of this guy. Be looking to, they he's a, he's a Mike Williams type of guy. I think he's going to be a game absolutely, game. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, moving along, we'll get into the survivor pool. Uh, the teams that I picked so far in my one survivor pool are the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Lions. This week, I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I think the spread is is um, minus seven, so they're giving seven points. But uh, uh, who do Rams play this I'm gonna, week? I'm gonna look that up. While I forget you... off the top of my head. Now keep going. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna have that answer for you real quick. Yeah, but I think the Rams showed some good some good stuff uh, this past week against the Eagles. Uh, I think they could have put up some more points, but it was. The Rams are, are, are minus seven. Yep, they're favored by yeah. seven. And they're playing? Arizona. Arizona, yeah. And so, the Rams are better than I thought they were going to be. Absolutely. Rams are better. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're they're at least a 500 team. And right now they're they're two and three. So I think they get back to 500 this week and they pull together. And I think Cooper Cup goes off this week. I don't know. I, I think Puka might have uh, took his shine, man. Mm. I, I mean, Cooper had 95 yards in the first half. My man, first Pook, came Pook. Back. my man, Pook Pook. Stop sleeping on Pook Pook. I ain't sleeping on either. I I started them both in my fantasy league and ended up getting the win. Okay. So I'm I'm all about them right now. Yeah, no, 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 that's valid. That's valid. All right, cool. So you good, or or did you have? Or did you have good. That's it, man. That's all I got. Cooking. I told you. See, first of all, I want you to know you saw. I, in front of everybody, I told him, yo, let my man cook. Yo, get out of his way, yo. You know what I mean? So I had you. So, <laughs> all right, bro. We're going to wrap this thing up. Um, Once again, I don't know. I don't even know if you saw the uh my last reel from last week, but you was in it, man. And I just wanted to thank you and all the um <clears throat> the, the co-hosts that have uh, come on because you guys have allowed me to revamp and and really advance the the whole marketing strategy of because you don't know football. So none of this is possible without y'all, man. I really appreciate it. Like, you know, everybody's help with everything, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Whatever I could do to make sure that you're prospering, my friend. I appreciate that, man. You know, I let you always. So once again, everybody, you know, come check us out. You know, come check us out on Spotify, YouTube. That's for our our, uh, full episodes. And then come see our clips. On Facebook, Instagram, 
TikTok, we all over the place. And Nick, man, you know you my man's, right? You know you my man's 50 grand. Fortunately, I got to tell you, cuz, cuz you don't know football. I want to thank you again for coming in, bro. Holla at me. Thanks, mate.